Hello, and welcome to the Be Bold Podcast, a podcast where we discuss lifestyle, health, and wellness. I'm your host, Tessa Breeden, certified personal trainer and nutrition specialist with over a decade of experience. Now, listen up, because I've got a good episode coming your way. Alex Redmond is the founder and CEO of BizFit. Alex has a background working in corporate America and understands the struggle of trying to balance a busy schedule with professional goals and fitness goals. She saw a gap in the fitness industry, which was helping women who have the standard nine to five jobs with a sustainable plan that works specifically for them. That's when BizFit was born. While her background is in business and sales, she became NASM certified a number of years ago and has since helped thousands of women achieve their health and fitness goals. Alex has her master's in business and her CPT certification with over five years of experience coaching women online. Health and fitness is her passion and her mission is to help as many women as possible to live a healthy lifestyle. Alex Redmond, I am so excited to have you. Obviously, we've gotten to know each other really well over the past few months and I am just so pumped for this podcast episode. Me too. It's so good to be on here. I'm so pumped. It's so funny because we obviously get to spend every single day talking and it's always intimidating when you get to know somebody that does have this like large social media presence because you never know if people are going to be the same as they are online. And so I just think it's great that you really are just as freaking cool as you are online and you're great. I love you. I love you too. <laughs> Thank you. And I appreciate it. I try my best to just show up authentically and be myself. So that means a lot. No, you absolutely do. I remember when we first met, I was like, dang, like I was trying to explain to people. I was like, no, she has a very large social media following. And I don't think people that aren't in this space, like get it. It's like, you guys, lots of people follow her. She's very influential in this space. And it was not clicking for anybody uh, except for me. And I was like, whoa, this is pretty cool. So I'm I'm so excited. And again, um, I'm just so grateful and excited to be a part of the BizFit team with you. And under your your guidance every day has been uh, such a fun journey. And so I'm excited to learn a little bit more about you and let people listening learn a little bit more about you as well. Absolutely. Well, it's definitely the same mutual feelings. It's amazing having you on the team and working with you. So definitely honored to get to work with you and to be here. Well, thank you. I know big boss lady over there. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> amazing. Okay. Well, Alex, we're go we're diving, we're diving deep today. And I want to start from the beginning not all the way back to when you were born, uh, but tell me a little bit about your health and fitness journey and how you really like found this as a passion of yours. Yeah, I think like a lot of women, I started off my journey very lost and confused. I was always an athlete. I danced in college, but once I stopped, I really had no idea what to do to stay in shape. I was used to having coaches and just going to practice and everything. And I resorted to running heavy, heavy cardio, and um, ended up in a pretty restrictive kind of mindset around health and fitness. And I got to a point where I was like, there's, there's just got to be a better way. I'm not feeling how I want to feel. I wanted to build that confidence, but what I was doing wasn't working for me or my lifestyle that I wanted to live. And so I ended up becoming more educated, hiring my own coaches. And from there, really realized that this is something that I absolutely love. 
Um, once it started clicking for me, I wanted to show other women how to do the same thing, how to get strong, you know, how to feel really good around food and in their body. And that passion kept growing um, from my own journey and then being able to help others. And it just kind of snowballed from there. Yes. And you've been able to help thousands of women, which is so amazing. Now, you mentioned dancing in college and having that athletic background. Now, were you pursuing your personal training certification while you were still working in corporate America? Yeah, I did. I, yes. So I was working corporate America in sales and I just had this passion that wouldn't go away. Something was telling me to pursue this. And so I got certified while I was working and started coaching some clients on the side. Okay. Awesome. So was working corporate America, started doing training on the side as sort of your side gig, uh, passion project. And then what made you make the transition from corporate America into fitness full-time? Yeah. So during COVID, like a lot of us, I was laid off and I had a decision to make whether I was going to go back into corporate life and find another job, or did I really want to pursue this coaching piece of my life that I really was passionate about? And I took that as a sign that the corporate life might not be for me and took it as a sign to pursue my passion. And honestly, it was that day that I got laid off that I was like, you know what? I'm doing this. I'm going all in on my business. I'm starting this thing. Uh, I, I really couldn't picture myself in corporate life anymore. And that's when everything changed for me. And that's how I got into doing this full time and building this incredible team. That had to be scary to make that decision. Were you scared? Were you excited? Like what was running through your head? I think every emotion that you can possibly have was running through my head. Obviously, no one wants to or likes to get laid off. So that sucked at the time. But, you know, I just trusted my gut. It, it's never failed when I, you know, trust my gut feeling. And I knew that if I was feeling that way and even having thoughts of maybe I should do this, that I had to explore it. So excitement, nerves. Yeah, I was scared for sure. Uh, but I, I've always been able to trust myself. And that's something that my fitness journey has honestly taught me is how to trust myself. Mm -hmm. And so I went for it and it was the best decision I've ever made in my life. It's working out pretty well for you. So I think it was a good decision as well. Thank you. But starting a business is not easy. I think we can all agree with the trials and tribulations that come with that. What would you say has been the hardest part about starting a business? Oh man, I think it's just everything that you don't know. I mean, I, my background's in business. I have my master's in business, but it's not until you actually go out there and start a business that you learn truly how to do it. And so of course there's been a lot of failures, a lot of things that I wish I would have done differently. Um, mm -hmm. But I think that that's part of the journey of becoming a good business owner or leader in general is to learn from the mistakes that you've made and grow from it. So I think the hardest part is just, has just been, um, yeah, learning and getting back up when things don't go the way they plan to. Totally. Do you feel that having had a sales background and studying business kind of gave you a leg up when it came to knowing some of the fundamentals to start the business? I do. Honestly, the sales piece and marketing has been extremely helpful and the business knowledge, like the basic business knowledge as well, for sure. 
Um, so I do think it's helped a lot just knowing kind of how to navigate different things. Um, but again, it's not until you really get into it where you're like, oh man, okay, this is, this is a lot harder than it is in school. Uh, but certainly happy that I went that path in my background and my education because it's gotten me to where I am right now. Yeah, absolutely. I think that it's definitely helpful to have some sort of foundation going into starting a journey because you mentioned there's a lot of not knowing. And that's so hard to go into something that is, it's just, it's like walking into a dark room and knowing, like not knowing what's around you. So scary, but sometimes it is worth it. And again, for you, it definitely was worth it to really make that leap and transition. Absolutely. Very, very thankful for the people who have come on board. You, the whole team, um, couldn't do it without all of you. Yeah, you've built a solid team. That I that I can't lie about. It is really cool to see such a group of powerhouse women just leading in this industry. And it's it's so fun to watch from afar. And I think people on the outside maybe don't even know how much goes on on the inside. Yeah. But uh, it's it's great. I think it's amazing. It is. It's awesome. All of us have different, a little bit different backgrounds and knowledge and putting all of our minds together turns out to be a beautiful thing. Absolutely. Now, Alex, I want to go back to marketing. You mentioned marketing. And if anybody knows you or clicks on your profile, they will see that you are very influential in the fitness space. You have over a million followers between your platforms. And I really want to know, like, how did you build up that social media presence? Or what did that look like in the beginning for you? Well, it's really interesting. I started to have a passion for social media when I was in corporate life a long time ago, actually, when I was still in grad school. And I just started posting about my journey a long, long time ago and just like helpful tips about my journey, all the things. And I realized that people really appreciated it. And I just kept going from there. Like, what can I do to help people was always on the top of my mind. And how can I be as authentic as possible throughout the process? And I think that sometimes is something that's missing in social media is just authenticity. And I wanted to be able to do that. Um, so I think people connect with me on that way because I've been able to show up imperfectly on social media while also giving some good advice, hopefully, <laughs> along the way. Absolutely. And again, I will link it in the show notes here, but your TikTok really blew up over the past couple of years due to those form videos that you post. I know that a lot of clients we work with, that's initially how they find BizFit is through form videos and really getting education from your platform. Yeah. And that was the goal too. I want people to come to my page and feel edu educated. And like the gym is not that intimidating and in that anybody can go in there and take up space. So it's been really cool to see the impact that it's had on some people who have visited or follow me. Absolutely. What does it feel like to know that you have that much influence over people in the fitness space? It's honestly, it's definitely a privilege. It's um, something that I'm very passionate about and very fortunate and thankful for just to be able to inspire and educate and connect with, especially women. Now, of course, there are some men who follow me too, but mostly women all around the world. And it's just a really good feeling to be able to do that and actually not just like help, but to genuinely connect with people through the DMs or comments or whatever. 
so it's it's a really good feeling being able to have that platform to do something positive for this world. Very great. I agree. And I think you are so good. And again, we mentioned just being authentic, really connecting with people and helping people feel educated in the space because there's always a place for education. You're never too educated, even as coaches, we don't know it all. And so it's nice that you are able to provide that space for people to feel really comfortable. Cause I don't think all social media and especially in fitness does that. Yeah, I would agree for sure. It's um, I think the space needs more of it. Just helpful tips being absolutely yeah, being human. Yeah. Being human. I know what a concept, right? Right. <laughs> Amazing. Okay. Well, as great as social media is, it's not all positive. And I would love to know a little bit more about the negative side of social media and what are some challenges when it comes to having a larger social media presence? Yeah. So thankfully for me, it is mostly positive, but yeah, of course there are always negatives. I think one of the things that I personally struggle with would be the pressure to be on all the time or most times and trying to find that balance because of course I want people to get to know me on a personal level, but I also have to set those boundaries and make sure that I have my own life too. And it's not all being displayed on social media. So trying to find that boundary, but also being okay if people don't like me, you know, like that is something that I used to fear as my page was growing. It's like, well, what if people are mean or rude? And they certainly are at times, but what if people just don't like me? And you really have to get very comfortable in who you are and just know that that's okay. Your people are going to find you. And if they don't like you, they don't have to follow you. Um, the other thing, of course, again, while most of the comments and engagement is really positive, there's always that one or two comment or those one or two comments that pop up that are negative and that can impact you for sure, just like it would anyone else. Um, but over time, I've learned to just ignore and, you know, be thankful for the positive things that happen because again, it outweighs the negative for sure. But those are some things that I would say I deal with on a daily basis that are not always positive. Would you say that being on social media has taught you any life lessons? <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, I think the one goes back to, well, first being human. That's something that I really like, I, I say it all the time. Cause I'm like, just be human with each other. Like connect with people. If they're commenting, like connect, be genuine. Um, so that, and again, just being myself, no matter what I'm doing, just be myself. And if people like it, awesome. If they don't, that's cool too. Not everyone's going to like you. So I think that's a good lesson that I've learned. I think that's a really good one as well. And it's something that for me personally, it took a really long time to learn that, you know, you don't have to be everybody's cup of tea or your social media posts don't have to please everybody. They are directed for an audience that is meant to connect with you. And I think when you can learn that lesson that you're not meant to please everybody, it's very helpful, very insightful, and it gives you the opportunity to be the truest version of yourself. Yeah, exactly. And I think too, something to note is just no matter how big or small someone's platform is, it doesn't make them 
a better person or like any, any more special. Like I'm just a normal chick who happens to have a larger following and that's it. Like, you know, that's you are very normal. You have a, you have a cat with allergies. Like who would have, who would have thought, right? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Got a cat that costs more than a, a, kid, a whole family. (laughs) Right. These dang animals are just taking over our financial lives right, right now. Oh, so what are, what are some maybe funny things you can share that have happened because of social media? Have you ever had any like in-person encounters with people that are like comical that you can share? Well, I'm trying to think the last encounter I had was, well, actually, I got a DM from someone saying, Hey, I think I saw you walking with your dog. And I was like, Oh, really? Turns out she's my neighbor and she's been following me forever. So that was cool. We actually just met. Um, That was really cool. And then it happened again in Mexico where we were at a bar and it was pretty late. And some girl was like, I know you from somewhere. And she's like, Do you like make TikTok videos or something? Like your, your face is so familiar. So that was, that was really awesome. Just like, who would have thought just at a random bar in Mexico that I'd meet somebody who's followed me for years. Um, so I think it's just those connections. I'm trying to think of anything like funnier, but that was really cool for me. That's great. On the other side of it though, you mentioned always feeling like you have to be on. Do you feel like because you have a larger platform, you have to be more cautious when it comes to like being out in public. I know you're definitely a homebody. I know you you like to be at home, but I think I I would have a lot of fear surrounding that. Yeah, you definitely do have to be cautious. Like in Mexico, I uh, wanted to post where we were, but I was like, maybe I should wait until after we leave. I don't know. Um, So things like that definitely pop into my mind because you just never know. But I think that's life in general. You just never know. So you always have to be cautious, but it does kind of put you on this, uh, like a little bit more, it's a little bit more elevated, I guess, because you just never know who follows you and where they might be, or, you know, there's some weird people out there. So you just never know. Isn't that, it's so interesting. I think social media is such a great thing, but there definitely are things you have to be careful about. And I think over the years with social media becoming such like a regular part of our lives is that we almost have normalized, like you said, posting where we are at all times or not being as cautious. You know, we both probably grew up with our parents telling us, don't talk to strangers on the internet. That is literally how you're running a business is talking (laughs) to strangers on the internet. Exactly. No, exactly. That's so true. And such a strange concept, right? These, these strangers are paying you on the internet. Exactly. I know. And it it is tempting. I have to remind myself like, okay, maybe don't post exactly where you are because you just, you never know. Um, But you also want people to know what you're doing. So it's kind of a battle that sometimes I have in my head of what do I do here? That is really tricky. That is really tricky. But at least you're approaching it from a very uh, thoughtful place. You're going in educated. You know that there are should be some fear instilled in you. So your parents clearly did a good job there. Um, But still, like you said, wanting people to know what you're doing, let them know you're human, that you have cocktails here and there. Yeah, exactly. I love that. Amazing. Okay, so I want to dive into a little bit about 
the client side of things. And we mentioned you've worked with thousands of women, which is so amazing. But that being said, what are some of the common struggles you hear women talking about when they start their health and fitness journey? Like what are maybe the top two or three things that stand out to you? That's a great question. And speaking from our experience working with our career-driven women and busy moms, a lot of it is time. Like where in the heck am I going to find this time to take care of myself when I have a family to take care of, when I have a career that takes up a lot of my time? And that's also, of course, a priority to me. How can I possibly make this work with my life and fit this in? Um, So time is one. And I think the other would just be lack of direction or, mm-hmm. and, or information overload where it's like, I, I know kind of what I should be doing, but there's so much information out there. Like what's actually going to work for me? What's going to be sustainable for me? Like, what can I keep up with, with my hectic lifestyle? So those are probably a couple of the biggest things and what we hear from all the time with our clients. Totally. And those are, I think, such common things that people experience, even women that don't have families. I think any career driven women are like, oh my gosh, I get up early. I go to the gym. I go to work. I come home. I go to bed and I do it all over again. Yeah. And I think it can be so frustrating to try and navigate the journey on your own. Uh, So I think it's so great that you've been able to create a platform and to create a community of women that really get it, that are able to guide each other and really support each other through this. Yeah. Have you been able to learn anything from your clients that has maybe changed your perspective on health and fitness? Absolutely. I remember when I first started coaching, I have always been like, I, you know, I was an athlete most of my life. And so the workout side for me has always come more easily. I've always loved movement. I enjoy the gym now. I used to be intimidated by the gym, but I always loved some sort of movement. So getting into a good routine for that, like moving my body was never hard. Nutrition was hard. Um, But I think something that I've learned from working with so many women over the years is that everyone is totally different. And working out for some people isn't fun. And it's not easy. And it's, it's very challenging to get them, you know, themselves to do that. And so for me, that's been extremely eye-opening to just see things from a different perspective of, hey, like not everyone is is like you in that aspect. Not everyone loves and craves movement. Some people really have to work up to that and that's okay. And that's part of our program through that experience is we meet clients where they are. So not everyone's ready to hit the ground running and do three or four workouts a week. Some need to start with simple things like walks and that's awesome. So I guess from that, just seeing that perspective of it's okay and like to, for everyone to be different and start at different starting points. And that's exactly what we're here for is to navigate that with you. I love that you brought that up because I think that's actually the biggest thing I've learned as an online coach as well. I think that as a former athlete as well, movement hasn't been super hard. The nutrition hasn't been wildly hard for me either but I have been such a stickler for like, you must strength train, you must X, Y, and Z. And while yes, we love strength training, but you mentioned movement. Movement is so important. And I think for such a long time, I almost preached what I believe to be like the 
only way to get a result. And that's just not the truth. And I think that if you have a coach or a trainer that thinks the only one way to get to your goal is the right way or their way is the right way, that it's probably time to look for someone else. Because again, I, I definitely know that that's been one of the biggest learning points for me is that, like you said, everybody's different and everybody achieves things really differently and understanding that movement is more important than just lifting or taking a holistic approach to balanced nutrition is more important than just the macros. Like there is so much that you can teach people that isn't black. It's not black and white by any means. That's a great way to put it. It's not black and white. And I know a lot of programs out there are more on that side of black and white. And it's like very strict. Here's what you have to do to be successful, like you said. And that just doesn't work long-term for people. They want to have flexibility. They want to have the opportunity to do other things that they enjoy, maybe outside of strength training. And that's awesome. Mm -hmm we should all find what works for us. And that's what we're here to help you with is what does that look like for you? And how can we make the most out of that and get you feeling really good? Yeah, I love that. And I I love that as coaches, we can even sit here and chat and be like, yeah, I used to think this way, but having that growth mindset of being able to say, you know, I have been able to learn from my clients and figure out what works for other people because again, my answer or my solution is not always the right solution. And that's one of my favorite parts about being a BizFit coach is that every single coach approaches things slightly differently, which is so beneficial because I maybe don't have as much expertise in one area and to have a group of coaches that I can be like, hey, I'm not super positive how to approach this? Am I taking this in the right direction? And for them to give tips and tricks is so nice. And I think that's such a benefit to working with a group of coaches versus working with one individual coach. Totally agree. You get different perspectives, different strategies, and different kinds of feedback. Yeah, it's pretty incredible. Yeah. When you started BizFit, did you think like, I want to make this like a mega coaching company or did you just have the intent of like being an online coach and having clients? I had really no idea what I was going to end up doing at first. I just knew I wanted to be in the fitness space. I knew I wanted to change lives. I knew that I wanted to do this full time. I just didn't know exactly what that looked like. So did I picture having this incredible team and, and helping this amount of women? Not necessarily right away. But as I got into it and started changing lives, I was like, yeah, this is this is it. We got to keep doing this and helping as many people as possible because I know what we're doing is working and it's going to change so many lives. So very fortunate that it's turned out to be what it is. Just didn't quite know it was going to do that. Isn't that the best when things that you don't know are going to happen happen and they're positive things? It's amazing. That's why I always say don't have expectations. I need to get better about that. I need to definitely work on that. Maybe that's one of my June goals. It's a good lower goal. expectation. I'm just, kidding. <laughs> no, no, just don't have them. Just don't have them. And then I you don't get that. disappointed or like overly excited. You know what I mean? Like it just. My sister's really good at that. I am. I'm a little 
more regimented in my, <laughs> I, I want to plan everything ahead of time. And so I, I'm like, yeah. ah, I already have this goal for X, Y, and Z. And here's my expectation of how it will happen. And yeah, uh, I think that can throw you in the real world as well as in a health and fitness journey of having expectations of something's going to take X amount of time to, yeah. to get there or to happen. And that's what sets people back pretty often. Absolutely. Yep. We're just out here teaching life lessons, Alex. So many good lessons. <laughs> so I want to know what some of your favorite parts about being a coach are or running this coaching business, having all of these amazing coaches, because like you said, you've worked with thousands of women at this point and you've changed lives. That's the really big thing about coaching is that we are changing lives. And so I'd love to know, like, how has that impacted you and what have been your favorite parts about that? Well. My favorite parts are you all, my team, seriously, like this wouldn't happen without you guys and working with so many just brilliant women on a daily basis. And of course, our clients, the community we've built is something I've never seen before or been a part of. It's really special. It's really unique. And it makes fitness and health so much more fun when you know that you have people in your corner and women who are all striving to be better. And I think that's what life's about too, is stepping into that version of yourself, you know, through these experiences and through your health and fitness journey, finally, like starting to step into that version of yourself that, you know, exists inside of you, that brilliant, as we say, that confident version of yourself. And it's so rewarding seeing all of us get to do that together from a professional side, but also from a health and fitness side as well, because it all ties together, you know, like seeing that transformation of clients going from lacking confidence and struggling in this area to feeling so good and, and not just in their body, but in their life, their work, their relationships, their friendships, it all intertwines. And I think that's one of the coolest parts of seeing that transformation from, from where they started to that brilliant version of themselves. It's really awesome. I totally agree. It's so cool to experience somebody's mental transformation of how they view themselves and almost just how they view the world yeah. as a whole. And I, I don't know where your headspace was at when you started coaching, but I didn't realize the amount of impact it was going to make. I, I, I knew it was going to make an impact in people's lives, sure. But I didn't realize that it would be such an impact that it would literally change people's perspectives on, again, themselves or the way they view things. Like you hear it all the time, like, oh, we're changing lives. But it truly is like something I've never, I've never seen before. Absolutely. Truly is life-changing. And you're, I was the same way as you. I think I got into my health and fitness journey for like nothing, no shame in this, but I wanted to look better. You know, I wanted to build a body that I was really confident in. And I think a lot of people start there and that's great. Like whatever gets you moving is awesome. Um, but I think over time, as you get into your fitness journey, your goals start to shift because you start to see the impact that it has on you. And it's not just about the physical side anymore. It's about the growth in general mindset, mind, body, like everything. Um, and you're right. It, it actually does and can change your whole life for the better. That being said, what would you say has been the biggest lesson that fitness in particular has taught you? How to trust myself. 
Like I have never had this level of trust in myself. And what I mean by that is the confidence that it's instilled in me, not just again, not just from a physical standpoint, but from my mental standpoint and overall confidence in my ability to do the things that I want to do and, and the confidence that I can do whatever it is I'm putting my mind to. If I didn't start my fitness journey, if I weren't on that, I don't think I'd be here. Well, I wouldn't because I wouldn't own a fitness coaching company if I didn't start my fitness journey. But what I mean by that is I wouldn't have had the confidence to start a business, to leave my comfort zone, my comfortable career where I was making good money. You know, I, I was living comfortably. I wouldn't have had the courage or the confidence in myself or the belief in myself to get out of my comfort zone and do what I ultimately want to do in this life, which is build a life for me and not be stuck in a job that I didn't like. So like that to me has been the most powerful thing because now it's like, I've just, I've throughout my fitness journey, I've proven to myself from small habits to bigger goals that I can do this. And if I can do that, what else can I do? So I think that's really it for me. I love that. And I, like we said, the mindset shift is just crazy. I had a very similar journey to you where it just, fitness has taught me so much confidence. Like I was a completely different person emotionally before I started spending time in the gym because I, I, I never had something that was just for me. Mm-hmm. And this was the first thing I got to experience that felt like, you know what? Nobody can take this thing away from me. This is my thing for me. Yeah. And it felt like it's, it sounds so silly, but it like felt almost sacred that it was like my thing. And I had so much confidence in like, I get to control what happens when I'm at the gym. I get to control when I push harder, when I challenge myself, when I need to rest, when I need to do X, Y, and Z. Now, yes, of course, there are some physical limitations when it comes to your strength, but I always felt like this, my progress is based on me. It's not based on anybody telling me what I can and can't do. It's all based on what I can do. I can build my strength. I can do this. And I needed that to, again, feel confident in myself. And like you said, I don't think that had I not started my fitness journey, I I know for a fact I would not be where I am in life today. Yeah. What you put in is what you get out. So you Absolutely. Put in, put in the effort, put in the time, be dedicated to it, and it's going to pay off the ROI you can't even measure. It's It's life-changing, like we said. Yeah. And even if you're not in fitness for aesthetic benefits, you know, everybody has different goals, but just knowing that you're doing something to better your mental health, to help your longevity, to strengthen your bones. Like it just feels nice knowing that you're doing something for yourself, even if that's just 15 minutes. Oh yeah, absolutely. And like you said, it doesn't have to look a certain way. Um, but you're, yeah, you're doing it ultimately for you, but that also impacts everyone else around you. Because when you feel better physically, you feel better mentally. And when you feel better mentally, you do things in life. Like things just feel better. It all comes full circle. I agree. Now, did you ever have anybody in your life not supporting your health and fitness journey? I wouldn't say not supporting. I think that when I first started my journey, a lot of my friends just didn't understand 
because not a lot of people in my life were doing what I was doing and, and really like dedicating um, a lot of time and effort into this portion of their life. So I think it was more of a, a lack of understanding. I don't think it was a deliberate, like I'm not supporting you. Mm-hmm. But there were definitely times where I would feel a lack of support because of that, because they didn't understand like going out to eat. If I was, were tracking my food at the start and people are, you know, would just like make comments or turn it into a joke. And I'm like, that, that was a little bit hard. Um, so yes, for sure. It felt like that at times. And that's brings me back to the importance of that community and surrounding yourself with people who are on this journey as well. So you do feel supported because um, not everyone will get it and that's okay. Totally. Yeah. I, I completely agree. Just people not understanding. I think a lot of clients come to me in regards to their partners, you know, partners don't always understand. And that can be so frustrating because that feels like it's literally your, your life partner, somebody that's there to support you and they might just not be on the same journey as you. And so setting boundaries and supporting your, like having a support system that maybe isn't that immediate person that's with you every day is, is so nice. But I always tell people that another important piece of that is surrounding yourself with people who do appreciate the journey. Just because your friends may not be in it, they should still support what you're doing. Totally. Yeah. Cause you're doing something to better yourself. And if they're not supporting that, then I would maybe rethink who you're surrounding yourself with because ultimately we should all want what's best for each other. Absolutely. Yeah. If you have friends that don't support you, then find people that will, because there are people that support you. (laughs) We'll support you. Exactly. Yeah. Find a new circle. What is something that you wish people told you before you started your health and fitness journey? I think that I just didn't, I don't think I understood that it's truly a lifelong thing. Like you always hear about these transformations of people doing incredible things in a very short amount of time. And so you have this timeline in your head of, okay, if I just start this and do this for three months, like I'm going to be where I want to be. But no one tells you that once you get to that point, whenever that point is, the next piece is maintaining that. And Mm -hmm. a lot of times you even, you get to where you think you want to be and it takes longer than you think, but then you have new goals. It's like, well, cool. Like I accomplished that. Now I want to do, I want to do something else. I want to feel better, even better, or look even better or whatnot. And so it's a continuous journey. That's why they call it a fitness journey. It's not a sprint. It's truly a marathon for life. So I think just, um, I never heard, like, I just always thought it was going to be a quicker process, I guess. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, I wish somebody would have told me drop the timeline and enjoy the journey because you're going to be on it the rest of your life. <laughs> right. You're like, I wish I would have just slowed down a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Now you mentioned having hired your own coaches. Were you like following anybody on social media that, that helped inspire you to start your fitness journey? Was there anybody that particularly like stands out that you remember that, that kind of pushed yeah. you along? Yeah. So, um, I know a lot of y'all, if you're in the health and fitness space, know Katie Hearn. Her husband is somebody that I knew personally from a while back. And I saw him posting about her program. And that's what really sparked me to get into strength training. Because I saw all about that. And I was like, wait, that's something that I think I would enjoy. And I want to learn more about. So that, that was the initial step for me getting into strength training. 
Awesome. I feel like we always, as coaches, we have that like one person that inspired us. Like mine was Heidi Summers and I watched, I've watched every single YouTube video she put out since she started her channel. That's awesome. And I would literally like pause the YouTube videos and write the workouts in the notes app on my phone or in like a Google sheet. I actually still have a lot of them. And I would take all of the exercises and I would move them around and reprogram them to start learning how to lift. And that was in 2011. Uh, so much. <laughs> That's when YouTube was really big. Yeah. Like I was all about the YouTube. And so, yeah, Heidi Summers was it. It was like when she was with her ex-boyfriend. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's so funny. Oh, the drama. Oh, but <laughs> I know. So it's so funny. Like we all have that one person that we've really seen like grow and, and develop as social media influencers, but also have like inspired us to get to this point to, to be coaches. And so I think that that's so awesome. And yeah. um, I think that's, that's great to have that guidance and kind of a place to start. Well, I do too. And I think if I've always been the person where it's like, well, if they can do it, if somebody else can do it, like, why can't I? Yeah. So, yeah. Like, okay, she did it. Let me try. You know? Yeah. And I have this, maybe this isn't, I'm not going to say this is like the best mindset ever, but something that really helps me, especially as somebody who struggles pretty often with imposter syndrome is I always try and remind myself that there will always be people that are better at things than me. And there will always be people that are a step behind me and I will always be in the middle. And so there's always room for me to grow, yeah. but there's also always room for me to take a step back if I don't continue to grow. Yeah. Oh. And I think that I think that for me again that just works because I'm always trying to, you know, I, I have this just want to be the best at everything I do. And while that's great, it can also get and I can get in my own way of wanting to be the best at things. And sometimes I have to take a step back and be like, okay, there will always be somebody that's smarter. There's always somebody better. And that's not a bad thing. That means you're constantly learning and you're constantly evolving and you're constantly changing. And I think totally. the same thing goes with fitness is using that almost as like just fuel to continue building on this like growth that you have. Yes. And to that point, surrounding yourself with people who are a step ahead of you is so important because then you can not only see where you're able to go, where, you know, your next step might be, but also learning from those people who have been in your shoes and are, are now where you want to be. Like that is so critical. And that's why I always encourage people to, if you're able to, to have coaches in your corner or some sort of mentor, because you don't want to be the smartest in the room. You want to have somebody who's doing it better or smarter so you can learn from them. I think that's like an extremely important part for growth. I agree. And on the coaching side of things, I've had my own coaches for as long as I can remember. I've always had personal trainers. I had the luxury of having personal trainers starting in college and having like continued that again. I, I know I mentioned I followed Heidi Summers. I didn't have 
quote unquote personal training, but I was following some program the entire time I started my fitness journey. And then over the past three years, I've had online coaches so I could really understand what maybe my clients are experiencing with online coaches. But also it has taught me so much about fitness, about online coaching and how to communicate with people as well as programming and how to make people feel good and workouts. I get scared to do workouts too. Until last year, I was like terrified to do a bench press. Like I would not, I would not. And then I did. And I was like, who am I? (laughs) Well, that wasn't that bad. No, it's so fun. And now I love bench pressing and it's like chest is one of my favorite days. I love that for you. You got to do the scary thing sometimes and then you find out it's really not that bad and then you love it and, you know, then you just do that with the next thing that you're scared of. Right. What is a gym win that you're proud of? Oh, well, this might not be like a traditional win, but honestly, mine is I used to religiously train five days a week for years, like wouldn't miss a day. And now I've backed that down to three days for a couple of reasons. Uh, But I think that's a win for me is to be okay with slowing down. And also, of course, as we always preach, realizing that I can make the same progress with doing less. I used to think I had to do so much. And now I've found this really good balance that makes me feel my best and um, supports me in the way I need to. And I would say that's a, a pretty big win for me. That is a huge win. And I think especially coaches or people that love fitness, you know, we talked about the people that don't love fitness, but on the other side, there's the people that just truly love fitness and fitness is their therapy. Fitness is their, their meditation, whatever that is. Uh, I've been in that same boat though, where realizing that pulling back is necessary and it almost can give you more progress. Yep. Uh, it does especially if you're the over trainer or you know Mm -hmm. at it for so long for so many days in a row it's like rest is productive yeah it's a it's a tough pill to swallow but it's it's definitely a good learning lesson because I think it also at least for me it reminds me that we can take that into our lives you know I think we all want to work until seven o'clock. We all want to be ready to go. We want to be on top of things. So sometimes we have to set that boundary and say, nope, I am closing the computer. We are turning the notifications off. Email is down for the evening and we are like living life. Exactly. Yep. I love it. Amazing. Amazing. Okay, Alex. So last question I want to go over is just how being a coach has changed your perspective on your health and fitness in general? That's a good question. I think that, you know, being a coach, obviously people, clients are looking up to us and what we do. And so that's, that's helped me in a lot of ways to make sure I'm practicing what I'm preaching and like making sure my values are in line with my actions or my actions are in line with my values because if I'm going to preach about it and teach about it, I better be doing these things too. And I'm not saying I'm perfect because no one is. And I think that's really important to note, but for the most part, I am doing the things that I'm saying I'm doing because I, again, like I want to be real about these things and share my struggles too. Um, But yeah, definitely making sure that I'm practicing what I'm preaching and living 
um, the life that I'm saying that I'm living, you know, like but when nobody's looking at me is really important to me, that integrity. I think that's what I'd say. I love that. I think that's amazing. And again, getting to know you better and seeing you on social media, you really truly live the life that you share on social media and you do a great job of just being a real authentic human, uh, which is really, really great. I mean, you lead an amazing company. You have an amazing community of women that you really lead to excellence as well as as coaches. I think we're all just very grateful to have have somebody that has so much integrity. I've never met an owner, especially of a fitness company that is as honest as and is as open as you. You are so transparent and it's it's very refreshing to to be part of a company that really does like practice what they preach in that regard. And so it's it's so great and uh, I can guarantee that every single coach that works with you would say the same exact thing about you. Nobody has an ill ill thing to say and so um, it's it's fabulous and um, I'm just very thankful for you and I'm especially grateful that you spent this last hour chatting with me on the podcast. Oh my gosh, thank you. I didn't know you were going to make me cry. Um, <laughs> I'm so, so thankful for all of you. I hope you all know that and it, it wouldn't, like I said, like we wouldn't be where we are or have this team without you guys. I see it as a team, not just me, and it will always be that way. And really grateful for all of you and for this experience on your podcast. So thank you for having me on. So fun. Yes, it's so fun. I know we could sit and talk for hours, but we don't wanna we don't wanna bore anybody with our voices here. We get they get to hopefully see us enough on social media. Yeah, voice but, enough. Right. Well, Alex, thank you again. And for everyone listening, I am going to leave a link in the show notes to Alex's social media profiles. And I will also leave a link to our coaching application. Alex just brought on a new coach, which we are so excited to be welcoming her on. I know that a few of us still have spots on our rosters. And so we would love to welcome people into the BizFit community and just keep growing this, this awesome space for career-driven women and moms. And I hope that if you are listening and anything resonated with you, that you join us on this journey, we would love to have you. And Alex, again, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. And I'm so glad you were here. Oh my gosh. Thank you, Tessa. I'll talk to you soon.